I chose to look at it from a realistic perspective of, look, do I look better than many people? Cool. Like, I don't care. That's not what I'm playing for. I don't look as good as I could look, and I know it's because I wasn't giving the effort I could have. You get to either feel good or be good. Never both. Now, it's extreme, and it's not never both, because being good makes you feel good, okay? But here's my point. I'm going to say that one more time. You can either feel good or be good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was number 759, How Do You Know If Your Fear Is Irrational? Today, for episode number 760, Can You Be Too Positive? So... Alan and I talk about the drive to five a lot, and maybe we can figure out what episode we really went through and explain that. Maybe we can link that in the show notes. Remind me to talk to do that after, Alan. Um, but this is kind of another frame of, okay, if you think about it, there is a couple different ways you can go. There's a lot of people out there who are just positive all the time, no matter what. And yes, there are some benefits to that, but also if you're not looking at the truth, you're not really operating on reality. But there's also people who, no matter how good they do or how well they do, they are looking at the downsides of it and they're looking at the negative. So our goal today is to figure out, okay, where are you on this? And then also, how do you balance the advice you're getting from people based on this? Because a lot of people are giving you purely positive advice when sometimes you need some hard, difficult feedback to actually move forward with a new level of certainty, clarity, and awareness. I, I just want to preface this episode with, this is something that's been really hard for Kevin and I to understand, not only in our own life, but also to explain. And I think that I have a good way to explain it, a good example. So um, I have this, this fitness trophy behind me. Kevin and I have both done bodybuilding shows. And the reason why I'm bringing up the bodybuilding show is that there's this thing in the industry where if you look healthy backstage, you're going to lose on stage. And I'll go a little deeper. If you look healthy backstage, you're going to lose on stage because you're probably not lean enough. And Kevin can help me kind of dial in what I mean by that. But basically, in the fitness shows, one would argue that it's, and a lot of people have said this, it's a very toxic thing because you're so overly critical of every little detail. And like, having super, super, super low body fat is actually not good for you if it's way too low. Uh, I know Kevin got way, way, way lean. I think you were like 155 pounds or something like that. And you were 48, I think. 148. And so you you had a lot of health challenges after that that you could probably talk about. Hmm. It, and, and it's like bodybuilding is probably overly critical, overly negative, overly... Um, listen, you're not lean enough to, to win this show type of thing. Whereas, okay, that's one extreme. That's someone who's overly critical of themselves. 
Whereas there's some people who think they're in incredible shape when they're quite frankly not, and they're actually like overweight. And and I'm not trying to be mean here, and neither is Kevin, but there's a balance, there's a harmony between positive and negative thinking. Hmm. And in fitness, I know Kevin and I, prior to the fitness shows, I mean, we were doing check-ins and we were looking at videos of ourselves. We were taking pictures and sending them to our coaches and we were leaning out as much as possible. And it's like, oh, well, my eight pack isn't exactly as tight as I want it to be. That might be overly critical and overly negative thinking of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. But there is such thing as I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. That also can be toxic. And I think that's a good frame to really understand 10 in this, in this uh, episode, let's have 10 be overly positive. 10 out of 10 means you're super optimistic. You think everything's just going to work out by default. We call this entitlement. Zero means you're so negative. You don't think anything's ever going to work out. You don't think you're valuable. You don't think you're constantly beating yourself up. That's a zero. Five is someone who is, yeah, I'm, I'm a little critical of my physique. Yeah. I'm a little critical of my finances. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little critical of the way in which I treat my intimate partner or I treat Kevin, my business partner, but I'm not going to beat myself up every second. Mm-hmm. I also believe in myself and I, I believe I have value and I believe I'm working on that value. So five is the harmony between positive and negative thinking. 10 is overly delusional optimism, total positive thinking, no negative ever, just kind of ignore any, any feedback. And then zero is only looking at negative feedback and never, ever saying anything kind about yourself. So, so that's kind of the frame. Yeah. And the goal, like Alan said, just to reiterate, it's not to make anybody feel bad. It's not to uh, make anybody feel any type of way. It's to help you figure out where you are and how to get closer to five. So, and just to speak to what Alan was saying, when I was, when I was doing bodybuilding shows, I was literally tracking every single thing I was eating and I wouldn't eat an extra grain of rice. I would literally put it back if it, if it went from 150 grams to 151, I would literally put it back. Same with peanut butter. So that was very, like very high. There was a, there was a lot of just obsession. Let's just say that I was obsessed with the outcome. Where would you say you were back then on the zero to 10 scale? If if, if zero is overly critical and 10 is like not critical at all. Zero. Zero. Got it. Yeah. 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 Like asking my coach for feedback of like, Hey, give me honest, direct feedback. Like, am I too fat? And again, I wasn't fat, but you got to think like I was going on stage to wear a man thong basically. So it's like, I need all the feedback I can get. I need honesty. I need truth. That's what I'm paying you for. That's what I'm paying you for. Right. But there's also the other side where, you know, and this is a fine line. This is a fine line. This whole episode's a fine line. I'm nervous. Genuinely, I'm nervous about this episode. I'll be real. <laughs> because there's the, well, listen to your body. Like your body knows what's best for you and you got to take off, take time off when you don't feel like it and when you feel run down. And it's like, yeah, sure. I think that's also valid. But I also think some people, just like I took it too far on the zero end, I think some people take it too far on the, on the 10 end and, you know, people say like, well, you know, you're going through a lot of stress and there's this going on and there's this going on. Like you got to give yourself grace. Absolutely. You have to give yourself grace, but there's also, I believe too much. There's a line of too much grace. Now, Alan and I, and Emilia and Bianca went to Florida last week. Um, If you're listening to this, it was last week and Alan and I got some pictures taken. 
Oh, on the beach, yeah, yeah. On the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> shirtless, shirtless photos. Shirtless photos. First Regret- ones in a minute. It's been Regret- a long time. Regretfully. Yeah. Regretfully. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two, there's two ways to think about this. Now, I want you to think about this. If you're just pretend you were in our shoes, and maybe you have been in the past, and I want to know how you handled it and how you would have liked to handle it. So Alan and I saw these pictures, and I was not happy <laughs> with my physique. Same. I'll be 100% honest. Two things can happen. Okay, two things. One, Kev, you know, your business has grown more than ever. You have a new place with Taryn. Um, you know, you've had so much more su- client success. It's just been harder to get to the gym. Like, fitness just hasn't been as much of a priority. Cool. Give yourself grace. Or, Kev, health, wealth, life, and love. How are you going to coach people if you're not in shape on the beach? Like, how did you let yourself get to this point? when you were literally the kid who had abs for your entire life. Either one of those is an appropriate reaction, I think, right? I think anybody would have either reaction, but it's up to you to figure out which one is your natural reaction and which one could you lean into a little bit more. For me, it was, I was naturally disappointed and like, oh my God, you like, come on, man, get your (laughs) shit together. Honestly, get your shit together. Right. Because I know I'm capable of way more. I know I'm capable of way more than I'm currently presenting. Now, that's the way I choose to live. But I also think that has a direct correlation with the level of fitness results I've had. I think that's one of the reasons our podcast has grown because we're very, very analytical. We're very, very hard on ourselves. We give each other a lot of feedback because our goals are high. If you have high goals, you're going to have to, you're going to have to look at things both positively and negatively. You're going to have to because those negative things will come out eventually. And for us, it came out when we were on the beach getting pictures taken. It didn't come out when I'm looking in in the mirror at home because I look fine. I look fine in the mirror. It doesn't come out at the gym because I have a pump and I look good at the gym. It doesn't come out in everyday life. But I chose to look at it from a realistic perspective of, look, do I look better than many people? Cool. Like, I don't care. That's not what I'm playing for. I don't look as good as I could look, and I know it's because I wasn't giving the effort I could have. That's my truth. That's the truth I choose to live in, and you will have your own version of that truth, but it's one of those things of like, you got to move closer to five. Alan and I have to move closer to five, and for us, I know we beat ourselves up a lot, but I also think we can handle it, so it's it's a fine line. Yeah, and and it's important to understand that the way in which... Okay, the higher you aim, the more hard on yourself you will have to be. Um, Kevin and I did a live podcast two weeks ago, and I think it went really... uh, No, 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 no. Um, We did a masterclass. We did a masterclass on podcasting, how to be a great interviewee. Mm -hmm. So how to go on other podcasts and do really well, add a lot of value. Kevin has been coaching on podcasting for a lot longer than me. I mean, I don't coach podcasting, so... (laughs) however long you've been coaching is that much longer than me because I don't do it. But I talk podcasting a lot with Kevin, but I'm not coaching a lot of people on how to be better on their podcast. Occasionally I am Emilia and Bianca and different things like that. But in my opinion, Kevin had a much stronger performance than I did. And I got off of it thinking we did terrible. And then Kevin kind of helped me drive to five because he thinks I was being overly critical because I got off of it. And I said, honestly, that was terrible. Like that was awful. 
And the person who hosted Kim, she's been on the show. She was she when she, when we got done, she was like, "Oh my god, that was amazing! Thank you guys so much for coming." Mm-hmm. She thought the world of our performance. I thought we had a terrible performance personally. And then Kevin said, "Honestly, Alan, we did a lot better um, than you think. Like I think we did like an eight out of ten. So I tend to be overly critical on myself, um, but that's also because I want to be the very best that I can be. If you if you don't mind being decent then you don't really have to be that critical. You get to just keep, and and this is something, and again, Kevin was scared to do this episode because, and I kind of am too a little bit, but here's why. I used to say the saying, and I, I shouldn't say used to, I've been saying the saying, but I don't know if it fully lands and I'll try to go deeper. You get to either feel good or be good. Never both. Now, it's extreme and it's not never both because being good makes you feel good, okay? But here's my point. I'm going to say that one more time. You can either feel good or be good. What do I mean by that? If I give an hour-long speech and I'm not willing to look at where I messed it up, Mm. I'm not going to get better for the next speech. If you want to be world-class at something, I'm telling you there is a common pattern. I have, I'll just do this. I have clients all over the world and I have some that are multimillionaires super, super successful, super mastery driven. I have others that are at the very beginning of their journey, you know, that, that are quite frankly, just, just, just getting into personal development. I have the full spectrum. I will tell you with absolute certainty based on truth and data that the people who are more successful, there is a direct correlation with how honest they are with themselves and how critical they are of themselves. I'm telling you there's a correlation and Kev, I would love to hear your perspective. I would argue, and I'll actually tell this quick story. When COVID happened, the gyms closed. I had one client in particular that had a, in my opinion, unbelievable physique, like very, very good nine out of 10 physique in terms of like just unbelievable. What I find fascinating is the person who was in the best shape out of all my clients was actually the most upset about their physique during COVID. Hmm. Now, let me go deeper. She couldn't go to the gym. The people who had the best physique were actually the most upset that the gyms closed. And I noticed that the people who had the best physiques were the ones who thought they had the worst. They were harder on themselves. The reason why is because their standards are higher. This one client I'm thinking of, her standards are so high that when the gyms closed, She was so disappointed in herself because she knows what she's capable of versus what she's living because the gyms had closed. And every time we jumped on the phone, this was a biweekly client at the time, we would talk about how frustrated we were that we built this physique with gym equipment and now we don't have the equipment and I'm working out in my closet and, you know, she's finding different gyms and outside and like all that because she went from squatting 300 freaking pounds for one rep by the way, that was her one rep max to like, I don't even have a gym to go to. And you understand this, Kev, like when you build a physique with certain tools and then those tools get taken away, what are you going to do? And that's why I think you just took the gym off the entire time because, you know, you go from bench pressing 80 pound dumbbells or whatever to like, what are you going to do? Lift the twenties. Yeah. And so that's my point for everybody. You can either feel good or be good. And what I mean by that, is that when you when you do a performance, I don't care if it's at work or in your relationship or or in the gym, 
if you if you're aiming very 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 high there is a direct correlation between how high you can aim and what you can achieve and how honest you are with yourself especially when it comes to being critical and aka negative hey everyone i'm helen baker from melbourne australia i'm an entrepreneur and a client of alan's from next level university I've had many business coaches in the past and I can honestly say that Alan is seriously next level and excuse the pun, but he has this unique ability to help you find a solution to your business problems uh, using his intellect and his business modeling and his genuine heartfelt desire to help you achieve your goals. I can be vulnerable with Alan. I can share anything and feel comfortable in his presence, knowing that at the end of our coaching sessions, I feel empowered to do incredible things. So if you're looking for a business coach, I highly recommend Alan because his advice and his ability to coach you will be instrumental in achieving your success. And this is the thing too, and we talked about this, we want to make sure that we're touching both ends of the coin. I know, like, you know, we think of, of OG Amy, everybody knows Amy here. Early on in the journey, when she had first started working with Alan and she first came to the team, Amy, I would argue, was overly negative. Yes. Because that was just the frame for her. That was her home. That was her natural reaction was to go there. So, yes, you can do one of two things. But I think what is being, and it's interesting too, because you got to think of like, what I think of is a lot of the very masculine energies in our space are the like always negative. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the more feminine spiritual are more on the positive end of like, you know, be positive. And the reason this episode actually came up is I was doing my meditation today. I got up at 4.45. The cats woke me up, driving me crazy. Um, <laughs> I was going to get up at five anyway, so it was good. I listen to my Gary V in the morning. I take my pre-workout. I go to the gym. I get on the treadmill. I drink my pre-workout while I'm doing my cardio. I work out 45 minutes, an hour. I come home and I go lay on the porch and I, I want to kind of de, um, de-energize for my workout. And I'm listening to this meditation and it starts off with music and it sounds and it's nice. And one of the things that the the lady says is you are in the right time at the right place. No, perfect or, time. The perfect time. You're at the perfect place in the perfect time. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I think it's good for meditation because it brings you to this place. But like, that's just not inherently true. Now, the other end is you're in the worst place in the worst time is not true either. I think that we take these blanket statements and then we run with them and then we try to find a way to make them fit when it's like that probably isn't a hundred percent true for anybody. Literally. If you're at a barbecue with, with some positive people and some negative people, you are not at the perfect place at the perfect time. You're, you're at a, a place that is either aligned or not. And is there anything else that could be more aligned? Um, I heard this once on a podcast. He said, everything happens for a reason. If you fall off the roof, if, if you jump off a building and break your legs on the concrete, yeah, it happened for a reason. The reason is gravity. And you made a bad choice. 
concrete brittle, legs not brittle. Like it's it's physics is the reason. I, I and I think that that's what the toxic positivity is is like oh everything happens for a reason and I understand that a lot of our listeners do believe that but just understand that like if I if I make an unintelligent choice and then something bad happens the reason isn't cuz it was meant to happen the reason is because I made an unintelligent choice yeah and you have to think in probabilities Emilia and I were talking about this yesterday when we were painting uh, her office I was like, as a matter of fact, um, we have math equations on whiteboards throughout the house and we're playing sort of like math equation roulette where it's like we each do, she's been giving me equations too, which is really cool, math problems. So she gave me this really challenging business one that I haven't even tackled yet, but I gave her a simple one, or at least what I think is a simple one. Um, if you flip a coin, Kev, four times, what are the chances that I can go and flip a coin four times and get four heads in a row? And basically... For the listeners, it's one half times one half times one half times one half. So it's one in 16 chance I get four heads in a row. Mm. But if I flip the first three coins and I get heads, what's the chances I get heads the next flip? It's one half, 50-50. And so we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. My point is, is you have to think in terms of probability. Kev, what are what's the chances that you being in a room with negative relatives is the perfect place at the perfect time with, with what I know now and my opportunity, I know for a fact it's not right. And so if you were to go and spend time with someone toxic, is it because you're at the perfect place at the perfect time? Or is it because you made an unintelligent choice? I think it's because I went out of alignment. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's what Kevin and I are trying to get across. Five is alignment. Five is the truth. Ten is overly optimistic, overly positive, fluffy nonsense. And zero is way too critical, beating yourself up constantly, not true either. Yeah. Okay? On one end, the story to yourself is you're the best, no matter what. The other one is you're the worst, no matter what. Neither one of those is true. And I think what you should focus on instead is trying to stay at five and trying to stay in the truth. Whatever your truth is, Kevin's truth is that he has not been as in shape as he wants in that photo. When we saw that photo in the airport, Mm -hmm. both of our truth was what? My truth was, Alan, you are not in as good of shape as you would like to be, and you know how to do it. It's time to get it together. Perfect. And by the way, I have since coming home. Kev, your truth was that as well. I think what we do is we allow our ego to tell us an inflated view of truth or a deflated view of truth to stop us from taking action. And I think it's a defense mechanism and and um, I'm really grateful we're doing this episode. Well, and, and that's the thing too, is just real quick check in with this. If you just did your first speech and it went horribly wrong, the last thing I want you to do is get off stage and and just tear yourself down. I want you to give yourself credit for what you did and then focus on the improvement points. It's interesting because this is this is what a coach does. Really. Like, and maybe if you're listening, you've never had maybe you've never had a coach give it to you real and like tell you the truth. But I was I was on the phone with a client the other day 
and we had been working together. It was just a month. We had a month thing that we were going to do. I helped her launch her show. I helped her with the, the branding and all that stuff. And she said, like, what is your advice for me moving forward? And I said, honestly, I mean this with all the love in the world. You have to start posting on social media. Like, you're not going to win unless you start posting on social media. Like, I, it shouldn't be this hard to find you online. Like, you're just not going to win if you do that. This person and I have a great relationship. There was great rapport. I had given her hard feedback before. She took it really well. It was great. And she ran with it. She said, uh, honestly, that's exactly what I needed. Now, if she came to me and said, hey, my podcast is doing terribly. I don't have any money. I don't know what to do. Like, what is your advice? I would give completely different advice based on the scenario, based on the mood, based on the rapport. I would still give some truth, but I might not give the, um, the level two. I might give like a level four. It might be different, but I'm still going to give you the truth. It's just not going to be overly positive or overly negative depending on the situation. And I just think it's one of those things of you have to know yourself. You have to know yourself. I always assume it's going to go worse than it does. So I give myself pain in advance. So I'll do extra prep work. Alan is usually the opposite. He assumes it's going to go way better than it does. So he doesn't necessarily do the prep work and he gets the pain afterwards. Knowing that about myself, knowing that about Alan, that helps us operate differently. But both of us prep because we both got the pain. Yeah. So like you do the prep in advance so that it doesn't go bad. I get the feedback after and then fix it after. Yeah. And then for the next one, I'm better. I'm yeah. better. Yeah. And and it's it. But here's the thing, Kev. I think some people, and this is kind of why we started this episode. I think that some people never give themselves the pain. And nobody else will. And nobody else will. Um, I remember there was this athlete, Kobe Bryant told this story prior to him passing away. So RIP. He said there's this college woman athlete who was the best college female basketball player literally in the world. She um, was in the, I think it was, she was at Notre Dame, I think. And she won all the games up to the championship. And then she lost the championship like pretty horribly apparently. And then Kobe was coaching her and he, he was like, did you watch the game yet? She's like, no, I don't want to watch that game. Hell no. He's like, you got to watch that game. Otherwise it'll happen again. What are the chances you're going to see Duke again in the, in the, you know, uh, finals. And she's like, oh, for sure. It's like, you got to watch that game and figure out what went wrong. Mm. That's all Kevin and I are saying. If you're already overly critical, don't be more critical. Maybe have some positivity. But if you're overly positive, give yourself a kick in the ass every now and then. I'm telling you, you got to live in the truth. And, and, you know, Kevin and I tend to be on the, the more masculine end of like, listen, like you're better than this because we believe in you. We believe in you. And, and this toxic positivity thing is very prevalent in this industry. Um, some people are overly negative. Some people are overly positive. It's a harmony between the, the, the light and the dark. It's a, it's, a, it's a harmony between the up and the down. It's a harmony between the positive and negative. And it's learning how to dance between those two extremes effectively that matters. If you don't want to be a, you know, a multi-million dollar business, you don't need to be as critical as I do. Right. And, and that's fine. That's totally fine. We're not making that wrong. Customize this for your fulfillment, your life, your goals, your dreams. I think that's a good a good frame and a good way to end it of your standards are in direct correlation with the amount of results you want in the future. And just make sure you're aware of that. If being in shape was enough for me, just being in shape and looking decent on the beach, then I would be happy with my physique. But my standards are just way higher because my goals are higher. And that's okay. 
I think what happens is sometimes you have your standards are either way higher than you realize or they're standards that you haven't even created for yourself. Somebody has created for you and they're just not reachable for you yet. Right. And then you start beating yourself up. I don't want that. So I really think a good exercise for you if you're watching this or if you're listening to this is to figure out where is your natural home? Just like on the drive to five. If you're a zero, you lack confidence, you're insecure, you, you're afraid to get a mentor because you don't think you deserve it, you don't think you're going to be very successful. If you're a 10, you're probably somewhat entitled, you don't think you need mentors, you think you'll be successful regardless. When it comes to this frame, where do you live? Where is your home? Because that's going to determine the feedback that you need to give yourself. Sometimes you need to give yourself a positive lift up and say, you know what, I'm just happy I did that. Like, the, And this is, the, this is a good analogy, and I'll end on this. Alan, you've been to fitness shows. You've done fitness shows. Yeah. There's always a couple people in the fitness shows on stage who had like a miraculous weight loss journey to get where they are. Yeah. And they, they might've went from weighing 350 pounds to becoming confident enough to step on stage in whether it's a bikini or a, a posing trunks, whatever it may be. It's different. I'm not saying to them like, Hey, you're going to lose this show. Like you really shouldn't do this. No, it's awesome. Like, I am so proud of you for having the confidence and having the work ethic to get all those results. And now you're just topping that off with this cherry of you stepping on stage. And this is a once in a lifetime experience for you. They're not trying to be the best in the world at that. But right. You better Whereas believe what you said to me was what? It was, hey, you're going to get stomped at the show. Like genuinely, you're going to lose. I'm certain of it. I'm certain of it because I've won and I'm certain of it. Yes. And that's the feedback you that right. you needed. And I was right. But again, that's not what it's about. It's about... I know your standards were higher than the package you were going to bring to the stage. And that's it. And that's it. So again, I'm terrified to um, offend anybody. That's the word I'm looking for. Terrified to offend anybody. So that that's not our goal in this episode. But at the end of the day, Alan and I are heart-driven and no BS. I want to continue leaning into the truth of what a lot of people aren't going to tell you. Like, I want you to give yourself a pat on the back because I'm sure you're doing great, but I also know you're, you could do more because I know I could do more, but I also feel like I'm doing great. That's a balance. And I, I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to give yourself credit where it's due, but also give yourself a kick in the butt where you need it because Amen. it's not always going to be somebody else there to do it for you. Sometimes you got to do it for yourself. I'll tell each and every one of you what I told Kevin once. I said, Kevin, this is next level you, not fluffy feel good you. Mm. And what I mean by that is that the next level is available to each and every one of us, but not without higher standards, not without really balancing this positive and negative. You don't want to be entitled, but you also don't want to just beat yourself up constantly. You got to find that. I know some people who need more challenge. Listen, they need more tough truth. I know other people who really just need support and some love and to give themselves some credit. You know, and we, we've, we've seen, you know, we coach people all over the world. Like we've seen both mm. and it's very important. Remember what, what medicine will cure one person might actually kill another. And you have to understand that in this, in this positive and negative thinking as well. So fire. If you are a podcaster and you want some of that feedback, again, I'm not always hardcore. It depends on the person. It depends on the goals. It depends on the expectations. It depends on all that stuff. But if you are a podcaster and you want to grow it, scale it, monetize it, please reach out. And if you're somebody who says, you know what, I have a really important message. I really feel like I want to get my voice out there and the podcast is the way I want to do it. I'm just sick of waiting. 
because people are producing episodes every single day and I'm not, please reach out. I can help you get your show started. Uh, it's a lot easier than you think. It is without a question at this point, 32 years of age, my calling to maximize my potential and to help others do the same. If you are out there and you want to maximize your potential and your greatest level of contribution, coaching with me will be challenging, but I can promise you, I will help you lean into your true potential. And whether or not I give you the positive feedback or the negative feedback, it's going to be a combination of both, depending on where you are and where you want to go. Um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you maximize your potential. And that's what I do. That's what I do best. I've been doing it my entire life. And I'm just now realizing how much that is in alignment. Um, put it this way. If you don't want to maximize your potential, I actually don't want to coach with you. If you do, I, I desperately want to coach with you because that is what I live and breathe every second of every day. Next Level Nation, our next episode that you will hear is number 761. That is wild to me. Changing the story you are telling yourself. It is another strategy Saturday. As always, we are grateful. We love you. Today was a little bit of tough love, but for some people, it was also the opposite end of that of like, you know what? I've been beating myself up a lot and I have pretty unrealistic expectations for myself. I got to give myself some self-love. So figure out where you are, lean into that drive to five. As always, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.